And we're opening up the Rambam. How are you uh, feeling? Although you probably want to have the Chumash next to you because a lot of what we're going to be seeing is built on different interpretations of the Psukim. We certainly saw the Gemara, the way the Gemara interprets the Psukim. Um, but it, you would, when you realize, when you analyze the Psukim carefully, that they're really quite ambiguous. So it says, So it's very clear that the, the Balabayit kills the, the, um, the Baba Machteret. That's a very ambiguous phrase. That's one thing. And then, which is also very, very ambiguous. As the Gemara says, what do you mean? The Zarcha Allah Hashemesh, the sun doesn't just shine on the Ganath, Damim low. okay? So again, ain't low Damim and Damim low. clearly the low always refers to the Ganath. So ain't low Damim means he has no blood, means he's a walking dead man. Damim low means he has blood like every other person. And from there, we got the idea of whether the Balabai who kills him is liable or not. Um, I'm not sure if anybody thought, uh, unless you see the Ramban, I don't think it even crossed anyone's mind, although the Ramban says it should have. What was your default? What was your default for the Balabite who kills the Ganif? What was your default? What should happen to it? Again, the, if the Torah says, Dumim, meaning you're not liable for killing him, what was your default? Someone would have dummy, and he would be, you'd be liable. No, no, before you have any psukim, before you have any psukim, oh. we're not making any distinction about the, 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 the he, he's yes, a threat. He's not, if you wouldn't have a pasuk to tell you, <laughs> what would you say? That you would that have a balabai who kills a, 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 a what's the din? That you would have damim because it's, it was the circumstances are not. Enough to invoke the cloud of Habal Hargo Hashkim Hargo. Okay, I want you to sharpen, I want you to tighten that up a little bit. Okay. Obviously, we already we're gonna learn in another couple, another couple of sessions, the din of Rodef. And therefore, the Torah, when it wrote what it wrote, wrote it in the context of the laws of Rodef, meaning it's clear that if the Ghanif pulls a gun out at you and threatens to kill you, or he starts running at you with a knife, I don't need a pasuk to tell me, so we've got to be in a situation where your life is not immediately in danger. So therefore, what was your default if you kill him? But you'll be high. High of what? That, that, would be, that would be an act of murder on your part. And therefore, you're high of what? Mason. Well, it's, it's murder, I mean. I, and therefore, you're high of what? I'm sorry that I keep Isa, sound like a broken Isa. record, Isa. but we're going to see the on how important this is. <laughs> the, right, so you're high of what? Misa, because you killed the guy. Aha. Uh -huh. So <laughs> I would be high of execution in Bayesden. Were there eight and Assuming Adas and Hathra, I mean. Oh, oh, wait, wait. So now let's play out the scenario. Uh -huh. Remember, we got to put all the pieces together. Let's play out the scenario. Okay, so there's a god of burrowing into your house. Again, default. We're in the default world before the Torah tells me anything. Okay, so again, if the god of is burrowing into your house and he's got a gun and, and, you, and you say, hey, stop it, and he turns around and tries to shoot you, he's going to shoot you up. There's no, that's Rodek. You're allowed to kill him. I don't need a possum. Okay, but that's not the case. The case is that he's, stick, he's sneaking in and you see him. And now you're worried what might happen. So are there Adam there or there aren't Adam there? No Adam there. If there's no Adam there, I don't need a talk to tell me that I'm not Chayav Misa for killing him. That's going to be the problem. Okay, but let's see the Ramba. I just wanted, while well, we're getting waiting for a couple more people to come, we're going to see this in the Ramba, in the Ramban, I'm sorry, in the Ramban. But I just want you to realize that the scenario is a very murky scenario. And we're going to have to define the scenario very clearly of which 
scenario, what's, what's the scenario that I needed the Torah to tell me ain't lo damim, and that he's ain't lo damim. What happened to... You always have to know, and there's a chiddush, you have to know what was your default, and why is the move off the default true? Um, excuse me, what happens to um, being aware, like, you know, misubidei shamayim, or like, you're bar onshin, I mean, HaKadosh Baruch sees everything, so you... Oh, okay, so Daniel's mechaving to the Ramban. The Ramban says, there's no question, we're not talking about chiv misa. What the Torah is getting you off the hook for is misubidei shamayim. Okay, we'll get to the Rambat. You're on the right track, Daniel. Good. Okay. I have one other thing that was bothering me when I was doing Hazara on it, which is that, like, when we started talking about a Baba Machteret, we, we started thinking about all these kind of detailed pieces of information that define whether he's Baba Machteret, Bidiuk or not, and exactly what that means. But when, in going back over it, I thought to myself, well, the guy's got to be a Ganath Milachatila for that. To you have to at least think somehow or another that he's. He's came to steal from you, whether you know, before the whole thing even gets started, right? I mean, like guys comes under your yard and says, "Hello, Yaakov, are you home? I want to, I want to." We're talking. No, no. By definition, Baba Machteret means it's in the context of Geneva. So a Ganav can come in in a, a number of different ways. We're still, clearly in the context that he's that it's listen. A, excuse me. A guy who is sneaking is digging a tunnel under your house at three o'clock in the morning. He's not there to wish you a good Shabbos. Right, but we but we talked a lot about other borderline cases where he was in the Gina or he wasn't okay. in the Torah. Right, we'll so hold, we'll get to that. Okay, so let's open up the Rambam. Rambam Perakhet, Hilchas Geneva. Hilchas Geneva is the second section of Nezikin. Okay, so we're in the Halacha Zayin. Perakhet Halacha Zayin. Ababa Machteret, Bein Bayom, Bein Balayla, Ein Lo Domin. Ella, im hargo bal habayit, oshar adam peturin. So the Rambam is already incorporating the very end of the Gemara, right, where it says v'hukav ames, right? Anybody v'hukav everybody can kill him. It doesn't say v'hukav ames. Doesn't say that the bal habayit can kill him, kill him. But v'hukav ames, he was killed by somebody. Remember that was the Gemara's drasha that anybody can kill him. That was one of the limudim we had. And, and again, we needed Shabbos because we thought that the default was that since Bezin doesn't execute on Shabbos, you can't execute on Shabbos. You can tackle him, you can do something, or maybe under those circumstances, you got to hide under the bed. If it's Shabbos, you got to hide under the bed because Bezin doesn't execute on Shabbos, so you also can't. So we had a drusha that says, no, Bein Bechol Bein Bishabbos. He's a walking dead man, and therefore, whatever you, however you kill him, whenever you kill him, it's all fine. Okay, that's Allah Hazayin. All of the, 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 the Baba Machteret includes all of those cases. It doesn't have to be that he is literally burrowing a tunnel under your house. But if he's a Ganaf who is found on your roof or in your, in your, somewhere in your house, all right, then, and again, even if he came in because he picked the lock or the door was unlocked, Bain Biyom Bain Balayla, all of those have the din of Baba Machteret. So, of course, the question is, so why does it say Baba Machteret? It just said a Ganaf. The Torah is speaking about the normal situation. The normal situation is that a Ganav comes at night and burrowing in. Why does he come at night? But we're going to talk about this, whether night is a more likely or less likely. Why do we th- what would be the argument that the Ganav is coming at night? Why would a Ganav choose to come at night rather than in, in broad daylight? to be detected not to be detected he comes at dark he doesn't want to be caught he doesn't want anybody to see him in, in broad daylight the neighbors might see him somebody might see him even if the balabite isn't home there's people on the street so he wants to come at night where nobody can see him that's the simple understanding okay all right halacha test ready for halacha test um, 
Afalpi always gives you an argument against the Chiddush. Always gives you, goes, always gives you an argument for the default. And he's only coming for money. How, what, what is he, why, why are you executing somebody who's a, a monetary thief? Lefi. Be very precise how the Rambam is learning different pshat than we were learning according to Rashi. The chazaka here is on whom? Who's the chazaka on? Says the Rambam. On the Balabait. Is that what it says? Shechezkato. Sheim Ahmad Balabai Lafon of Uminaho Yehargenu. The Ganav. The Chazaka is on the Ganav that if the Balabai opposes him, there's a Chazaka that the Ganav will kill him. That's not how Rashi learned Pshat. Rashi learned Pshat Chazaka Enor Amamid Atzmo Al Mamono that the Ganav knows that the person won't, won't stand idly by. And here the Rambam writes if the person opposes him. The chazaka is that the Ghana will kill him. So the Rambam says that means that since he's ready to kill under certain circumstances, he's ready to kill, that makes him a rodef. We don't distinguish between genders and we don't even distinguish between a godel and katan because we say that a katan of rodef. We're going to see that in the sugyas. A katan harodev, we also eliminate the katan. Are these halachas clear? The, the one thing we notice is the Ramam shifted the chazaka. That's, that's the only thing that stands out that, that isn't aligned with everything we learn in the Gemara. Are there any questions still here? Okay, so then let's move on. Haya hadavar boru labala bayit. Shezeha ganav haboalav eno horgo. Veeno bo'a so if it is clear to the Balabayat that there is no life, life, it's not a life-threatening situation. This Ganav is only here for the money and there's no threat. He's not going to kill you if you oppose him. Also the Hargo. Then you're not allowed to kill him. Vim Hargo, nefesh. Then you're a murderer. Shinnehamar, where do we see that? Imzarcha Hashemesh Olov which is a metaphor because the Gemara says, the Pasuk says, if the sun shines on him. Well, says the Gemara, that, that doesn't make any sense because the sun doesn't just shine on a God. If it doesn't just shine on any person, the sun shines. So there has to be some metaphor here. What is the metaphor? In So when do I not, when am I pro- prohibited from killing? What am I not allowed to kill? He's after a moment. What I know, what, what I have, what I, what I know that the chazaka is overcome, meaning when I know that he's not coming, he's not going to kill me. So again, say it so you said it simple in the end without getting complicated. When you know for sure that it's not a life-threatening situation, you're not allowed to kill him. So what does that sound like? If you're not sure. See, the Ramam didn't write, you're sure he's going to kill you. In, in, the, in the normal case, it just said that under those circumstances, there's a chazaka that he will kill you if you oppose him. And therefore, you're allowed to kill. Do I know for sure that he's going to kill me? No. I'm not sure, but, it, but it's likely. But in the in the in the uh, in the dumbing law, it's only when I'm sure he won't kill me. So again, this Rambam basically has put together the way we so we reconcile the two contradictory prices. Is that for a normal person, including and or represented by Ben Alaav, when in doubt, shoot. When you're sure, when the circumstances are such as the Gemara said, Av Ben, or as the Gemara said. Where Rav said that his beloved, this beloved Talmud, he would he knows that he wouldn't kill him. Under those circumstances, you don't kill. Lefikach, Av Hababa Machteret Albino, Eno Eno Nerag, Shavara Eno Hargo, Avalaben Abala Av Nerag. And again, but the 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 Ben Ala Av the 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 Ben Ala Av 
the assumption is that he would kill, and there's no mitigating circumstances to indicate that he won't. Okay, are we, are we good? Again, the Ramam here pretty much is aligned with how we've been learning shot in the Gemara. Okay, the chain. Haganav, now the chain is going on. Whatever you see of a chain, you have to know what a chain does. A chain is just like what I said before is true. The next thing is also true. And we always have to see where's the connection with the previous, with the following. So let's see. Haganav shegana viyotza. So the Ganav is out. He's, on, he's already out. Oh, you can imagine a case where the Ganav sneaks into the house and your neighbors hear something. And while he's doing his business, they call the vigilante squad and they surround the house. Okay. So now the Ganav is in the house. He's in the Machteret. Okay. But he's now surrounded. So those are two situations. Let's see, I have a different uh, girsa. What do you have? Well, after after v'chein hagana shigana v'yatsa, I have o'shelo ganav v'matsa o'yotze min amachteres. Okay, you probably have a Frankel Rambam, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, fine. No, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't like seeing things. Again, anybody who has a Frankel Rambam has a more up-to-date girsa. I'm working with a very old-fashioned Rambam. Okay. okay, so read me, but no, but let, let's let's incorporate your gear so because Frankel gears is, is is phenomenal. What what is it? Read it slowly so we can see what we what we're adding in. The chain, the Okay. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My fault. I shouldn't blame this on Frankel. I skipped the line here. The way the page is set up, it was very easy for me to turn the page before I should have. I'm sorry. Right, I don't think I have a Frankel and I have those words. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. It's a, <laughs> How do you I, know? It was, okay, I was tricked by the layout. I was tricked by the layout. Start again. Thank you, Pinchas. <laughs> I'm sorry. So he's out. Oh, Shelogonav. He didn't steal. So he has no money. So he, where is he? He's out or he's still in? He's kind of halfway. Is he out or is he in? They, they find him with his head sticking out, out. the hole on the outside, on the way why, out. Why are you making it complicated when it's very simple? What is Yotze? He's, he's on, on his way out. He's on his way out, but he's still in. He's out his back to you. But he's still in? But what's the point that doesn't allow you to kill him? He, he doesn't have your money. He doesn't he didn't have your take mama, any money. So he didn't take any money. You're not going to. Oh, so it sounds like him. if he took your money and he's on his way out, but they didn't leave yet. Can I kill him? No. Yes. Because under, well, yes, because under those circumstances. I, I, I don't know. No, I don't want any. Fight coming. Wait, wait. Here's how you guys have to it learn. It says Haganav. He's a Ganav. He, that means he took. Wait, just wait. You guys got to learn. You guys got to learn to formulate your opinions from the text, <laughs> not from your svara. It says he took. Okay. Anybody who's been in my Gemara Shir or Rabbi Hirschfeld's Gemara Shir knows what 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 um, uh, his his red one of his red Rebbeim in Chicago used to say. Uh, uh, probably Ephraim is probably the only one here who still remembers what dime stores are. Okay, right. today they have dollar stores, but they used to say in Chicago in the '60s, svaras are a dime a dozen. Because the dime stores used to sell things, uh, you know, Hakol B'Shekel now in Israel, okay? The idea is a svara. You tell me what it says, I'll explain to you the svara. So you first have to see what it says. Don't start with svara, start with text. So let's read it again carefully. (laughs) So what's the scenario? And why is this interesting? He's already departed. So where is he? On the way out. No, no, outside. No, outside. It's not what it says. The He's already out the door. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. So obviously there's a default that I can still kill him. Otherwise you wouldn't need to talk about it. Oh, Shalogonav. He didn't steal anything. Umitsao, the Balabai, finds him. He's leaving. But where is he? Still inside. He's still inside without any, without having taken money. So I have two extremes here. 
he's out of the machteret with money or he's in the machteret without money. But again, in the machteret without money means he's on the way out, that he's not, that he's not going to steal any money. He's on, the way, he's on the way out without money. So, ho, well, now reason for din. Before the Ramadan gives us the din, he's giving you the reason for the din. Ho will upana oref v'eno rodef. He's turned around and he's not a rodef because if he doesn't have money, he's not a rodef. And if he's already got the goods out of the out of the machterit, he's also not a rodef. Yesh In both cases, you're not allowed to kill him. Okay, that 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 he doesn't carry the chi of misa with him out of the machterit, and he doesn't have the chi of misa just because he's in the machterit. But there's got to be an act of geneva going on. Okay, now, by the way, if he's in the Makhteret, he's not on his way out, but he hasn't stolen yet. Can I kill him? Listen carefully to what I said. He's in the Makhteret. He is not on his way out, but he hasn't yet stolen. Can I kill him? Yeah, for sure. Yes, because it's no different than if he's already in your house. That's no, the no, it's case. not no different than that's the case of Makhtarin. That's the case. case. He, he's, he's involved in stealing. He hasn't yet stolen the money, but he's trying to steal the money. Probably. So the difference is whether he's on his way out without the money or he's still in there without the money. But then obviously, if he's still there, he's not running away. So then there's the problem of Baba Makhtarin. Okay. Isn't the Kiddush really the fact that the, the first part, the Chenagon of Shigan of he he left and he and you see him and you have a gun you could still stop him and at that point he could turn around and shoot at you like and here he says no that's it it's over yeah no, no, no. I, I don't understand he, he if i scream at him and he has a gun and i'm worried that he's that he's going to turn around and shoot me we got to, to kill him. I would think yes, but that it seems here to say the Rambam says, Huyatsah, sorry, and Lodam, yes, Lodamin, sorry, yes, Lodamin, come on. Hoilupana Oref. He's already leaving. So, what are your choices? He's already out the door, he's in the street with your money. What are your choices? Well, I mean, <laughs> I could let him go, I could run after him, right? So, what does it say here you're supposed to do? Let him go. Once he's out, the din of Baba Machteret is a very localized din in the Machteret. He's got to be in the Machteret to bring upon himself an Eilo Domin. So if I so 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 then the so the case of if I run after him with my gun and and take the risk, he has a gun too. What's what's if you run after him if he's out on the street with your money and you run after him with a gun. So first of all, if he kills you, he's innocent. And if you kill him, you're chayv. How do you like that? Uh, but if you're the security guard. <laughs> I just think about, about that. No, once, once he's escaped with the money, what is the recourse? I have to let him go? No. Call the police and get him to jail. Get oh, him to face it. The police, the police is never going to make him. Rebbe, no, Rebbe, he's, Rebbe, he's a regular. He is a regular. Let me ask you something. If a guy, you weren't home, he stole, he snuck into your house, you weren't home, he stole your, he stole your computer. Okay. Yeah, you, have, you have a tracker on your computer. So you know exactly where he is. Okay. okay? And the next day you show up at his house, your you want your computer back with your, with your gun. Can you kill him? No. no. Why not? What are He's you not high of Misa for stealing What are you supposed something? to do, Daniel? What are you supposed to do? He's... We have the police. Okay, fine. You take him to court. You take right. you he, take him to court. That's all. It's not Chayev Misa because he's a Ghanav. He's a Chayev Misa because he's a Rodef. And then he's, he's a Chayev Misa because there is a threat to you since the assumption is that you're not going to let him take your money. But he took your money already. <laughs> it's too late. He took your money. Well, it's only, I mean, it's only too late if you read in the, the Rivet, right? Because it has to be that he was really... Wait, wait, I didn't, really I didn't get to the Rivet yet. I didn't get to the Rivet yet. I'm in the round. But, but, right, but I think the, that's what it, we're assuming right now when we say that he got away. Like, but, let, there's a, there's a I'm reading the Rambam. Wait, I'm reading the Rambam, okay? We're going to read the Rambam. We know clear. The Rambam is very clear. Once he's out the door, once he's out the door with your money, he loses his din of Ain Lodami. But if he's going out the door, then if he's heading... I'm sorry, Yaakov, let let, let David ask this question. 
if, if he's headed out the door, so even if he has your money, it should be the same din. You can't kill him. He's not out threatening you. He's out. He's going out the door. He's clearly not. Can you threatening. stop him? What? Are you, you able to stop him? What? Well, uh, I have a gun, but. No, 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 no. You're missing the whole point. As long as he's in the act of Geneva, he's in the act of Geneva, there's Chazaka in Aramamir Atzmo al Mamono. And therefore, the assumption is that you will not let him get away. Once he's, as long as he's still in the house, you're going to try to stop him. Once he's out the door, he's gone. That's the assumption. That's the assumption. So once he's out the door, he's gone. It's gone. You can't stop him anymore. That's the assumption. That's the assumption. Okay. All right. What do you want to say, Yaakov? I was just going to say that, like, that's the that assuming that's assuming that once he's out the door, you can't stop him anymore. That's that's the assumption. You could stop him by killing him, and that you're not allowed to do. That you're not allowed to do. Okay. All right. Let's go on. Or there's another scenario. The chain. The chain. Another scenario where you're not going to be allowed to keep him, kill him, where he's still in the machteret, and he's got the money or he's in the process of stealing the money, where if this element wouldn't be there, you'd be allowed to kill him. But if there's witnesses or there's a vigilante squad, he's still in the house. Listen to this. You know, I'm always bothered when the Rambam says what he says you don't need to say. <laughs> Listen to this. Right? The Rambam is saying, "I'm going to tell you what you don't need to tell, what I don't need to tell you." But what he, re- what the Rambam is saying, and this has to do with the guy who's already out the door, the a thief who di- who stole b'machteres, that in and of itself is not a capital crime. So therefore, once if you get him into Bezdin. He's not standing there accused of a capital crime. Ah, he's accused of stealing bimachteret. He's stealing bimachteret. And that looks like a capital crime because I can kill him. So I said, yeah, but it's not really a capital crime. And therefore, when you get to Beisden, once he's in Beisden, we don't kill. The Beisden can't kill him. And certainly the owner, the Baalabai can't kill him. Okay. But it probably means Eino Nerag means the Beisden doesn't execute somebody just because his Geneva was done bimachteret. So we have an ironic thing here. While he's in the Machteret, the Geneva can make him liable for execution. But once he's out of the Machteret, the Geneva now does not make him liable for execution. Okay? All right. So since everybody saw that the Raiva talks, we'll see the Raiva even before we get to the last couple of Alophas. Okay. Says the Raiva. All right? The Raiva is really on the basic on first Allah. Okay? Everybody see the Raiva? Yes. It's right in the regular Rambams, in the old fashioned Rambams, it's right across from Allah test. I'm not sure where it is in the Frankel Rambams. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Omer Avram. Aleph Aleph is always the, the rival Omer Avram, because the rival was Avram. Aleph Aleph, Omer Avram. Any nimna milichtov as daiti. I'm not going to hold back expressing my opinion. Meaning, you know, a machlokus is coming. Shenirali, she'af al pi she'dorshu chachamim im zarcha olav hashemesh derech moshal. So it's clear we saw in the Gemara that when we when we see those psukim im zarcha olav hashemesh damim lo, that if there's zarcha hashemesh on the ganef, he's 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 insulated from 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 being killed damim lo. And the Gemara did not learn it literally. The Gemara learned it metaphorically. That's how the Gemara learned. Despite that, you, you can't extract the simple meaning of the Pasuk. Well, let's read that Pasuk literally. What does that mean literally? What does it mean literally? If the sun shone on him. Which means? What does that mean? Sounds like daytime. Daytime. That's what's daytime. 
Meaning the assumption was that the is happening at night when nobody can see him. But in Zorcha, Shemesh Olaf says the says the Raven. Right? Biyom, Eino Rashai Lahargo. In the daytime, even the Baba Machteret can't be killed. Shein Ganav Baba Yom. Because a Ganav who comes in the day, what's he assuming? In Yochalahashmit, Shomate, Uboreach, Venumis Akev Lignov Momon Godol, Velamar al Baila Lahargo. If he's coming at night, in the day, the assumption is he's in and out quick. He's in for a quick fix. He's, he wants to get in and out in the daytime. And he's not there to make a major grand larceny, such that if the, if the Balabai tries to stop him, he's going to fight the Balabai. If the Balabai catches him in the day, the assumption is he's out the door. He's going to run. He'll leave the money. Not worth it. I'll read that again. Eno yotze mi pshuto, meaning bab, meaning imzorchalav hashemesh, eno yotze mi pshuto. Beyond eno rashay lahargo. Ain't God of Bob Bayom. When a God of comes in the day, you can try to imagine in those days, but even today you could imagine it. Beyom, ela im yochal hashmit, ela im yochal hashmit shomit. Uboreach. The eno misakim lig novom and godo. He wants to get in and out quickly. If he can get away, he's going to get away. But he's not going to be. He's not going to uh, stay there, the Lamar al of Lahargo. And therefore, the assumption is that he's going to run away if you oppose him. And therefore, you can't kill him. But Balayla, Elagan of Balayla, Mipnei Shagan of Yodea Shabalabayit, Babayit. So here's a, he introduces another point. When, normally in those days, especially, but today it's also true. Usually the house is empty in the day. If you don't have a housekeeper, the house is empty in the day. All right, the, the husband works, the wife works, the kids are in school. So the house is empty in the day. At night, everybody's home. So if he comes in the day, he expects to run into no opposition. But if he comes at night, he expects to run into people. So what is he thinking? So then, he's coming. If he's coming to steal when he knows he's going to confront people, he's there to kill or be killed. He's just coming to quickly get away. Says the the rabbi, I swear, anybody who has understanding understands that this is correct. Meaning, even though the Gemara talks about Zarchal HaVashemesh as being metaphorical, the rabbi also wants it to be literal. And he says, again, it's almost circumstantial. Again, if in the day, he's he's there expecting no opposition. And if there's opposition, he's running out. He's running away. But a god of at night expects opposition. So what are you thinking? You're coming at night. You're expecting opposition. So what are you thinking? So you're thinking that I'm not, I'm, I'm not investing all this effort to walk away uh, empty-handed. Okay. We're going to see. We're going to come. We're going to see this right in the in the Magid Mishnah a lot. Okay. But so it's a very clear machlokas between the Ravid and the Rambam and the Rambam if there's a Baba Machteris in the day. Any questions? Are we ready to do? Well, a- just to clarify, yeah, the second, the second that, rivet was one. Let, let Dan go first. Jacob, let Dan go first. Go ahead. Dan, you were first. Go ahead. Just to clarify what the rivet was saying, that the time of day um, indicates what level of threat he is, that he has a willingness to be violent, to kill. Uh, according to the rivet, the day indicates that he doesn't expect opposition. And if there's opposition, he's out the door. But right, so night, taking the next step. So that means so that means if it was night and not day, that means he is expecting it. So he's he expecting does, opposition, he, and he's he re- apparently expo- has a willingness to attack, exactly, exactly. or exactly. defend. Yeah, exactly. Yes, Yaakov. What did you want to ask? You're you're muted. You're muted. You're mute, Yaakov. You're muted. <laughs> the other rivet at the bottom of the page where he says Boreach sorry, Slomar. That's the one I was thinking of when I was trying to like get a little bit sharper when we were talking about the Rambams, the uh, um, where it seems like we were assuming or we were learning the Rambam to be saying as soon as he gets out the door, even if I could still ch- chase him, he hasn't really completely gotten away yet. Then he's then he uh, the, the Baba Mukhtar Jin is off and I can't kill him anymore. 
Whereas it sounded like the Ravid is sort of modifying the Rambam's approach and saying, look, what the Rambam really means is if he actually got away, then you can't kill him anymore. But if he's, you know, in your front yard still running away, even if he's out of the tunnel, you can uh, you might still chase after him. And so therefore the whole Kazaka that uh, there's going to be a life or death thing is still there. That That's what I was thinking about over there. Well, again, I think Boreach means he's running away, but I can still shoot him in the back. Yeah, so he's out of the house. What? He's out of the house. So we're talking when he's out of the house. Yeah. But we're, shoot we're shooting him in the house, not to protect our mama. We're shooting him in the house because otherwise this guy's going to kill me. Exactly. So exactly. he's running away. Right. The, the, that, that's why the Ramam has to finish it off that invasion too. The, 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 he's not liable for execution to save the money. We, we don't, we don't uh, you know, again, this is, this is, we're seeing here that according to the, the halacha, we don't buy into the castle principle. In other words, you're not allowed to kill somebody just because he invaded your space. Okay, you're only allowed to kill him if there is some potential threat to your well-being. Okay, that that that's what that's clear what we're saying here. Okay. All right, you'd base. The chain habob machter l'tok ginoso l'tok sadeh l'tok hadir v'asahar dir and sar is like the corral. Yesh lo domin. Why? You'll notice. I mean, you'd base. You'll notice the difference between gago chatsero v'karfifo versus ginoso or sadeh. Sadeu would be in your in your in your field, okay, in your corral. All right, he's a what do they call them? I forgot in the in the cowboy movies, a rustler, wranglers, rustlers, rustler. Okay, he's there to steal a couple of your horses. He's there to kill, steal a couple of your cows from your barn or from your. Your cows are grazing in the meadow, and he comes to try to steal a couple of them. So that's a yesh lo domin. Okay, why Why He's assuming that he's going to be able to get away with it because people, you know, people can't watch a whole flock, and therefore he's there to try to sneak in and get a couple of sheep, get a couple of horses. But he's not because he's assuming that he won't have opposition. So again, you see, the Rambam's approach here is that if we, if the Ganif assume, if we assume that the Ganif assumes no opposition, then you're not allowed to kill him. Okay. Um, all right. Last halacha. So we are in a situation of a yesh lo domin case. However, the circumstances. He's a yesh lo domin. So then he doesn't lose the status of a normal, regular Jew who is a yesh lo domin. He's a live Jew and you got to save him. Okay, which the, what the Ramam doesn't say, but which is clear from the impl implication and what the Gemara does say, if he's an ein lo domin, and now he's in, and, and, and while he's being chotter, he becomes in life-threatening situation. You, you, you save him, but you're not Mechal Shabbos to save him. Okay? Because we're only Mechal Shabbos to save a live person. We're not Mechal Shabbos to save a dead person. Okay? Now, the question? Yeah, it's a bit on, the, on the previous one, like, so the case, case of Shai Dromi in the, in the Negev. Yeah. Like, the Bedouin, you know, poisoned the dog, the, the watchdog, right? And he was in the guy's like barn type of area, right? At night. Yeah. And he was armed. Yeah. So it sounds a bit like a gray zone here. Does he fit in? Is he like? Would would would? Is he Rabbi Machteret? The fact that he that he already like you know. He everybody hear the quiet. This is the famous case in Israel. This is the king. Daniel, why don't you? I'm not sure everybody's familiar with the Dromi case, but this is this is one of the one of the classic examples, which actually created a new law in Israel. It's called the Dromi law. Daniel, speak out the case so that everybody can be brought into the loop on what happened. I, I might need some help from 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 Pinchas. I don't know. I don't I mean, if I remember it correctly, but I think that there was a Bedouin. You know. You familiar with the details or you want me to call it up? Uh, maybe it's better you'll call it up. Uh, Pinchas, are you familiar with the case? <clears throat> Pinchas, you there? I mean, I posted it on the chat. Right, I know. Okay, here, I'll read it to you. Okay. 
I awoke at 3 a.m. to the barking of the guard dog that I acquired after my dogs were poisoned. Even though I was incredibly tired, I got out of bed and walked around the house. After I went back to bed, I again heard the dog barking irregularly. I went out with my weapon and didn't see anything. I kept walking around the perimeter of my sheep pen and noticed large metal wire cutters. I panicked. I realized there were men around, around me. Okay, and there he shot the, the, the Bedouin. And then when police arrived, he was administering first aid to the intruder, a Bedouin who later died. Okay, so the question is, was he entitled to kill the guy? So they passed a law. And again, basically the law would conform here. I think that everybody would agree that that would be a life-threatening situation because the Bedouins have a reputation there in that situation. I'm not talking about Bedouins in general, but those Bedouins there, there were, there were many times when if they were opposed, they would kill. Right. right? Like, let's say a, a, the, an Arab car thief, if you tried to stop him, he could easily kill you. All right. And therefore, since you would be again, I, I'm not sure what the law is. You would have been allowed to kill him. I'm not sure what the Israeli legal system would say. I'm sure that in the American, maybe the guys in America will help me. In the American legal system, if there's a car thief stealing your car from your driveway, I don't think you're allowed to kill him. No, you let him steal the car. <laughs> is it like Ephraim, you want to weigh in on that one? Because you have insurance. In America, especially, uh, you're never allowed to kill anybody, no matter what. Uh, proof is just, just like this weekend or last week, there was a case with New York subway system where there was a black guy attacking a white person and a National Guardsman came around and uh, headlocked the, uh, the black guy and killed him. And now he's being charged with murder. So no, in the United States, you're never allowed to kill anybody at any time unless they've got a gun to your head or some you know, extremely obvious situation. So, well, even uh, there, if the guy says, shut up or I'll shoot you, and you shoot him, they'll say in court, well, all you had to do was shut up. Why didn't you shut up? Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, I, actually, I think that subway case, the way I learned it, read it was as an excessive force case, because there's gradations. Uh, the force has to be, uh, you know, proportional. And so, like, you could stop the guy, but you can't kill him unless he's threatening, th still threatening somebody's life. If he can stop well, it, it or less, then you have to. I, I think it's another, I mean, you could that that uh, Dromi case, you could plug in the stuff that we've just been learning now, and it you know it all fits. It's nighttime. It's his. It's his. Uh, it's his field. The guy's obviously a Ghana. He's sneaking in. He's with a bunch of other people. He's in a situation where it's ain't Dama Mami. You know what you're what you're saying. What you're saying is it doesn't conform to what the Rambam writes here that it's Ginoso or Sadeu or deer. In, in the negative there, the, the guy lives right next to a sheep pen and he's there. It's not right. like you know, you're out in the open field and, the, the, right. and they're just letting him graze. Okay, so all of these are, are yeah. circumstances. Yeah. That make a difference. Okay, let's read the last halacha. Yeah, we we got to see the Magid mission. Yes, yeah, David. Is, is the, the, the Rav mentioned the case where the guy, he's coming in, Makhteret, and then a gal fell on him. Yes. And I, if I heard correctly, the Rav said that you can kill him. Or not you no, kill. no, no, I didn't no, say that. No. It's on you don't, Machal Shabbos, you don't, Machal Shabbos, to take off the rocks. So you're not Machal Shabbos to save him if he's an Ain Lodom. So the, the question is once that gal falls on him, why is he still an Ain Lodomim? He's a Dumim now. Beautiful he, question. So we neutralized. learned that in the Gemara. Who remembers how we answered that? That is a beautiful question. Okay, but I thought that we talked about that. Is that here's the question. Let me sharpen. I'll sharpen the question. So he's a Baba Machteris. If I catch him, I can kill him. Why? He's trying to steal. And if I try to stop him, he's going to kill me. So I'm, my life is, in threat, is threatened. But now instead, there's a, uh, there's a miscalculation and the tunnel collapses on him. And now he is stuck. Okay. He, he ain't going nowhere. He's not going anywhere. So it says that if it's Shabbos, I'm not Machal Shabbos, says David, which the Rishonim asked. But now he's not anymore a life-threatening, he's not a life-threat to you anymore. He's neutralized. Yeah, but he was a dead man walking. That's the he answer. Was. Not anymore. No, no. 
but the gal fell on a person who is a gavra ketila. He's a gavra ketila. You want, a, you want a, a parallel example that's not identical, but parallel? So there's a person who's brought to court for murder charges and he's convicted. He's convicted, okay? So he's in jail waiting execution. The execution is set for nine o'clock tomorrow morning. And at eight o'clock in the morning, on the way to the gallows, on the way to the skila, on the way to the chenek, to the chen, right? Somebody comes and shoots him and kills him. Is that person Chayv Misa? Is that person a murderer? The answer is no, because once a person has a psak based in for execution, he has the status of a Gavra Ketila. But this is a different case. There, the best can't change its mind. Here, if you, like, like the Rub said, if he walked out the door, he's out of it. It's, yes, here, but the God, listen change. here. Listen, the situation try to, can change. Love it, love it. Try to understand, not to not. Try to understand. When that gal fell on him, what was his status when the gal fell on him? He was, he was, uh, he was a Gavra Katila. So a Gavra Katila now is, um, is, is in a, is in a, uh, is in a, in a situation that requires Khil Shabbos to save him. We're not Machalo Shabbos to save a Gavra Katila. That's the answer. That's you got to accept it. That's what it says. So the Gemara looks at it as a pasuk. That's why it could be. That's why you needed a pasuk, right? It said bein b'chol bein Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Why do I need a pasuk bein b'chol bein Okay. So one of the answers that the Gemara gives is specifically when the gal fells on him because exactly of what you're arguing, and the Torah tells you no that you don't. You're not machal shabbos. He's a gal. So the modern the modern case in Israel, he was giving first aid. He didn't really have to give first aid. The, oh, for first, sure. The better one was about Katila. For sure, because he probably didn't really want to kill him. He wanted to stop him. And he shot him, not intending to kill him. He shot him to stop him. All right. He, he was, we're going to see that that's one of the requirements in a road eighth. Do I have to try to, to, to neutralize him without killing? Or no, it just, it's a free for all. Whatever you do, you can do whatever you want. Okay. Well, that's going to, when we get to the Sugi of Road, if we're going to, we'll, we'll talk about that. Let's see the last halacha. I want to see at least begin the Magid Mishnah. See, we're certainly not going to get to the Ramban today, but at least we should start the Magid Mishnah. On his way in, while he's involved in the theft, he breaks some of the Balabayat's uh, furniture. On the way in, about right? That's because he is a, he's a yesh lo domim. A kol, I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't say it right. If he is a yesh lo domim, so then we're mechal Shabbos if the, if the tunnel collapses on him. And if he breaks kalim, he's chayev, because you're not allowed to kill him. He's a yesh lo domim. So if he breaks something on the, while he's doing the geneva, since he can't be killed, he's chayev. He's chayev. Aval mishain lo domim, sheshavar kalim biviyoso, potter kemosh biarnu. So the Ramban, the Rambam is saying it's really he's chayiv on his way when he's coming. The implication here may be, of course, that if he's already got the money on the way out, it's not so simple. We'll have to see that. We'll see the right. We'll see the, the Mephoshim on this. This is probably going to wait till we get to the tour to see this last halacha, what's going on. So let's let's at least start the Magid Mishnah. So the Magid Mishnah is the second piece involved. Okay. It, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a, I'm sorry, Zion. No, I'm sorry. It has a Zion on it. Sorry. It has a Zion. Everybody see Zion, Magid Mishnah. Yeah. Abba Machteris. Zemavur Bakosuf. The Nidrash B'Sanhedrin, Perak Ben Zoramor, Argamor. Uma Shechiev Bayom. Nearly Sheyotzalom in Abraisa. Where did the Rambam get that there's no difference between day and night? He got it from the Raisa. Sheshaninu Sham, B'Zealosham. Tanu Rabbanon, ain't lo damim, im zar chashemesh Allah, v'chi hashemesh Allah bilvad zar cha, elim bar lecha davar kashemesh. So you see that the Gemara specifically avoided learning literal pshat in the zar chalav hashemesh. If you learn it literally, that would indicate that there's yesh lo damim in the day. But the Gemara didn't learn it like that. V'zeh perusha. So the Gemara learned it, I'm back in the rhyme, but this is how the Gemara learned it. V'chi hashemesh bilvad kolomar, if the implication is that in the day there's a yesh lo damim, 
So then, if that's what the Torah wanted to teach you, how should the Torah have written the Pasuk? Stop. The whole problem the Gemara had was what is it in Zarcha Hashemesh Allah? So the opposite, if the Torah wanted, if the Torah's goal was to teach you that there's a difference between the day and the night, and the din of Ein Lo Damim doesn't apply in the day, all it needed to say was, Im Zarcha Hashemesh. <laughs> Once dawn breaks, the, 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 the Ein Lo Damim goes away. Below Yomer, Allah. Why? Shashemesh Lechol Olam Zorech. Ela HaKavanahu, Shebein Bayomu Vein Balayla Ein Lo Damim. Ella in Cain, Hadavar Boru Kashemesh, that your life is not in danger. Okay, so that's basically how we learn Trout in the Gemara. And what forced the Gemara to learn that it's not, that there's no difference between the day and night is because it said Allah. The Allah is what does it. The Hara'ah, that's the Rivid. The Haraivid Zal Kosov, Dibiyom, Eno Rashai Lahorgo. Dein Mikriyosi Mideb Shuto. Deirach Bizet. So the, the Magid Mishnah is hyperlinking us to the Rivad, which we saw. Okay, so now the Magid Mishnah is now going to, quote, refute, unquote, the Rivad. Umayasa Rivad, the Pasuk, what we're going to do now is, what did the Rivad say? The Rivad said, well, it, yeah, there's a drasha, there's an extra word, but you can't take the Pasuk out of its literal meaning. Says the, says the Magimish, what do you mean? The Gemara does that all the time. Right? The katsosis kapa, where it says that if somebody embarrasses, if a, if a woman embarrasses another person, so katsosis kapa. And what does katsosis kapa mean? We don't cut off our hands. We've got to pay. Right? Do we knock out eyes? No. We do take, in other words, the, the, the Magimish, we do take sukim out of their literal translation. Where we have a short, a short muad that kills a person more than three times. So it says, Gambala, you must, we don't execute the owner. He's got to pay kofer. The, the, the Gemara in all those cases doesn't take the Pusik literally, but it makes a drusha for mama. So why is it such a big deal that the Ravid is forcing us to take the Pusik literally when the Gemara doesn't? The F shard, Shu Sover. Now he's trying to make now he's trying to justify the rival. Shu Sover Shabraita Loba Limait Shain Lo Domin Devara Yeshlo Ella Shemi Milas Olav Yotzalo Din Avalabet. Meaning the Bryce is not saying that there's that there's Domim, that there's an Ain Lo Domim in the the, the the Bryce is not saying that there is an Ain Lo Domim even in the day. Okay, it's saying the Pashat Pshat. Is that if it's Zarcha Shemesh, if it's the daytime, he's a Yeshlodam. But the Olav adds another din. It's not, no, it really, we're learning two things. There's the literal Yeshlodamim in Zarcha Shemesh in the day. And then the Olav adds another point about the Avala Ben. You, you follow what he's saying? This is how he's fixing the Rivet. You, you can't say that it's not that, that the Torah never can be taken literally, that the Torah always has to be taken literally. And you always have to have the in mikriyotzi to shuto because we see many times that the that the the the, the gemara is motzi the pasuk midei pshuto and never applies the pasuk shot. But here we could do both. We can take the pasuk literally zarchalav azarchashemesh to exclude daytime, and then also add an olav that it excludes even nighttime when it's an avalaben. You guys following how we're fixing the rivet? <laughs> okay. Says that so therefore there is a machlokus rivet in Rambam, and says the Magid Mishnah divrei Rabbeinu zal iker shezuya pashta shel brisa beemes. At the end of the day, the rivet can't says the says the Magid Mishnah. I have a Gemara, I have a brisa, I have nothing else. So you got to go like the Rambam. The Rambam the Rambam read the Gemara. The Rambam read the brisa. And the Brysa learned that that's what the Pasuk is teaching me. There's nowhere in the Gemara any indication that we make a distinction between day and night. Okay, everybody see? Okay, so this is the Machlokas. We're going to come back to this when we get to the Beis Yosef. We're going to, we'll see again, but it's very clear. We're going to, this, you got to understand it here because all the Beis Yosef is going to do is he's going to take us through this. When we divrei rach zal, 
Shekosu b'feirush ha-Torah. Remember, we have shown him that we have a fortune on the Pesukim. So what did the Rach write in his Perush al-Hatorah? Nirash Hussover the Raivet, Vitzarachiyot. Meaning the Magid Mishra says the Rach clearly learned like the Raivet. But, and, and if we're going to go, we'll see the Umkulus. When we see the Ramban, it looks like the Umkulus also may have not quite learned like the Gemara. Okay, but Tzarachiyot, because Lachaira, you should follow the Gemara and not make up your own Pshatim in the Pesukim. Okay, I'm not sure exactly what he means. Um, he means after I, um, um, the, that um, um, unless he's taught, unless that's all the uh, unless that's all the rivet, I'm not sure exactly what he means. Who who found the bryce? I mean, the bryce was always there. Okay, anyway, all right. Let us skip now. We have another few minutes, a couple of minutes. Let's see if we can finish the rive the magen mishnah halacha yud. That's the other right, uh, Magamish we want to see. All right, everybody, it's on the other side if you have a regular Ramam. Halacha Yud. Haya Dabar Bar Levalabayat, Shizaganaf. Right, what did it say? Haya Dabar Bar Levalabayat, Shizaganaf, Balav, Eno Hargo, Veno Boyalaiski, Mamon, Osr Lahargo. Says the right, says the Magamish, Zemavor Babraisa, she's Karnu, Avalaben, Bida. Shalomir to Avalaben Bidafka. It's not literally Avalaben. Elahu Adin Lecho Odam Shanu Yodim Ba. Meaning, anytime you know that this guy's not going to kill me if I oppose him, then you're not allowed to kill him. And the Gemara there concludes that what he meant is, is that even though Rav, uh, even though Rav Hanina Barshila was not the father of Rav, he had absolute confidence that he would that that he would never that that person would never oppose him and put his life in danger. Remember, the Gemara proposed, well, maybe the reason he said I won't kill him is because he's a tzaddik. Huh? But the Gemara says, well, that can't be the reason because if Rabbi Chaninabar, if he would be Baba Machteret, he ain't no tzaddik anymore. All right. So what did it mean? It meant that I know that in the event that it would happen, I know for sure he would never threaten my life. The the Brysa that talks about Ben Al Ha'av, that's the Ein Lo Damim. And we said, If you know for sure in a Ben Al Ha'av, so Ben Al Ha'av, the default is your life is in danger. But it says, if you know for sure, that's Zarchal Hashem Eshu. You know for sure he's not gonna he's not gonna kill you. He's only there for monetary gain, but not lethal, right? Al Targeu B'Sham is Barushein Chiluk Bein Avala Ben Leben Alav Ella B'Stam. So the two brises that contradicted each other. <clears throat> we said the only difference between them was what happens if I'm not sure. When you're not sure and it's an Avala Ben assumption, don't kill. If it's a Ben Alav and you're not sure. Kill. But anytime you're sure, then the Bryce is not talking about that. Right? But if I know for sure that he will not have mercy, meaning even a ben, even an avala ben, afilu ben Meaning, if you know for sure that the father would kill the son, you kill. And if you know for sure the son won't kill the father, then you're not allowed to kill. In other words, he's saying it's not literally Avala ben ben alav, but ben alav is is representative of an assumption that the person would kill. Avala ben represents the assumption that he has rachamim and the assumption that he won't kill. So it doesn't have to literally be avala ben. It can be any time you're sure that he won't kill you. Okay, so I think we're going to, that's pretty much what we needed to see in the Magid Mishnah. I don't think the Magid Mishnah in, uh, adds anything more. Um, just one second. Yeah, okay. So next time we're going to have the have your Chumash, Ramban, Chumash Rashi and Ramban. We're going to go through the Ramban and then we're going to go to the tour. The next step is the tour. I think it's, uh, what is it? Um, what, what Josh, what was it? It's the very, very end of Choshen Mishpat. It's the last simon. It's the last simon of Choshen Mishpat. It was. I think it's. I think it's Tav Kav Hey. Tav Kav Hey. I think in the in the tour it's Tav Kav Ches. I think.
in the Shulchan Aruch, it's Taf Kafei, but it's the very, very end of Choshen Mishpat Tur Beis Yosef. That's what we're going to see next. Questions before we break? Yeah, are there ever any discussions where we distinguish um, between a Ganav Yisrael and a Ganav, uh, you know, uh, Ben Noach? I, I have I've been pretty much very judicious over the years of this Chabura not to get into that question. <laughs> okay, you can ask your local rabbis. I'm I, I'm not going to go get into that on this on this on this. Uh, okay, all right. I mean, we're going to have the same problem. Uh, well, okay, we'll get. L- let's leave that. Okay, Rabosai, I will see everybody Bezrat Hashem on Wednesday.